0: Again, go to first100k.com to grab your free 10-day training. Are you a dad over 40? Are you overeating, overdrinking, or failing your family? Brother, if you're overweight watching porn or drinking more than once a week, then listen up. If you're struggling in your marriage or finances, you've lost your power as a man. What's even worse is that other men can smell weakness on you. When a man lacks confidence, he stinks of weakness. People could smell it on him a mile away. People and opportunities will avoid him because he's carrying a deadly disease called powerlessness. Remember back when you used to feel invincible? You were in your power when you were unstoppable back when you were the man. But how do you feel now, brother? Are you tired all the time, unmotivated, stressed, worried about the future? So what the heck changed? What happened to you? I'll tell you, you became undisciplined. You've been slipping for years, haven't you? You eat like crap. You half-ass your workouts. Your health is slipping. Your finances are slipping. Your marriage is slipping. Your parenting is slipping. Your confidence is slipping. A pile of slips leads men to a big fall. How do I know? Because I'm you, brother. You are me. I am you. Brother, you're out of power. I'm in my power. Let me help you get your power back. Apply for our Shredded Fathers Brotherhood where husbands, dads, and businessmen over age 40 are getting shredded and staying ripped for life. Go to shreddedfathers.com. Limited spots are available. Brother, your wife and kids are waiting for you to step up and lead them. Brother, wake up, move. Today, my featured guest is Dr. Erica Gray, and she is the co-founder of Toolbox Genomics. Uh, she has a Pharma D from University of California at San Francisco. Uh, she's worked as a pharmacist at a level one trauma center in both the inpatient pharmacy and emergency room, the ER. Her experience in the emergency room of seeing the terrible manifestation of chronic diseases and in helping patients understand their biomarkers, we'll learn what that means, in relationship to their health, has paved the way for her co-founding Toolbox Genomics. Uh, We're going to learn all about this company, why you need it, how to access it, and you can find her at toolboxgenomics.com, toolboxgenomics.com. Erica, Dr. Erica, welcome to your first 100K. Go ahead and fill in some of the gaps in that intro, would you?
1: (laughs) Thank you so much, Joseph. That was a a fabulous introduction. Yes, so this has been a fabulous journey, and you brought up biomarkers, and, and biomarkers are these little signals that our body gives out, and we can measure a lot of these biomarkers. We can measure heart rate, blood pressure, um, insulin, glucose, these are all different biomarkers. And when we can track these and understand how we have them and how we're unique, we can really get a better understanding of how we interact with the world and how we can support ourselves. And as entrepreneurs, I think that's really important. We tend to put ourselves last. We put the business first and everything else.
0: I really get that. Uh, you know, Startup Nation, Eric, Dr. Erica's calling you out. Why are you putting yourself last? Like, seriously, <laughs> like, stop. Enough is enough. And I'm not saying you should put yourself first either for all you control freaks out there, okay? Like myself. That's not what it is. But you got to be in there somewhere, right? And you got to take care of yourself. And that's what we're going to talk about today, right? Because your mental health, your physical health really does play into your business success. True or true, Doc Erica?
1: Absolutely. It plays into your longevity of it, the longevity of how much you can contribute to the business. You can contribute to yourself, which is going to make or break you in the long term.
0: I love it. Right. So I'm thinking immediately like in music, the music industry of uh, startup nation, do you want to be a one hit wonder and then just fizzle out or do you want to be a Michael Jackson and And, absolutely change and, and shape the entire industry that you're in and leave behind that legacy. That's what we're talking about today. All right, Dr. Erica, let's get into it. Take a, a quick minute, share something personal about you. Uh, there are very few people in your business life actually know.
1: Uh, most people don't realize I became a mother at 23. And uh, I had my daughter in my last semester of college. And then I had my son in pharmacy school. And so I have... And really understood the juggles and the difficulties of having someone who is constantly demanding on your time, but you also have these deadlines and these obligations to a external or an outside force that you're also working with. So I've, I've done both.
0: Mm, so it's like running two separate entities at once.
1: Very much so. And, they, yeah. and it, you only have one brain to devote to both. <laughs>
0: I love it. So for all you single parents out there doing it on your own, kudos to you. Listen, you know, my parents got divorced at an early age and my mom ended up, you know, being a single mom after after that divorce. And she put herself through night school. Um, She worked day jobs and tried her best to really just be there for us. And she did the best she could. Was she perfect? No, of course not. Neither am I, neither are you. But she really showed up and, and split herself down the middle, so to speak, um, to be there for her children. So for all of you out there, you single parents, and for all you married parents, I just really acknowledge you and commend you for that. And I know Dr. Erica does as well because she's one of you. All right, so let's get into uh, your entrepreneurial journey, Dr. Erica. I really want you to take us back to year one of this business. Um, paint us a vivid picture. Tell us that story. How did you make the shift? You know, what was it like? What was that mental game inside your head of going out on your own? You know, that's not really what you were taught in medical school is like to just go branch out like that. Like, so what was that like for you? Paint us that picture.
1: Well, I have actually have to go back even further than that to probably when I was six years old and I got really frustrated with the quality of dog treats that were out there and I didn't like the ingredients, and so I decided to make my own dog treats. And then I sold them at my dog's little puppy training class that I was a part of. And so I, I had always had this idea that I was going to strike out on my own, but I never knew how to do it. And I think that's a common refrain that everybody says, they have these great ideas. And it, it, my journey started truly um, coincidentally, I created a protein bar for my father because I already knew he was a carrier for this Alzheimer's gene called APOE. And we discovered that information. So I, he wanted to know what he could do about it. I created these custom protein bars. I was doing consumer surveys, finding out how much people would be willing to pay for them. And one day, one of my colleagues who's an ER nurse came in To my little satellite office, and I handed her this bar. and I said, So, how much would you pay for this bar? She goes, I don't know. It tastes really good, but what's it for? And I said, Well, it can help support your DNA and it might be able to make some impact as to how your DNA expresses yourself. She goes, Hold on, hold on. So, you're saying that what's going in my mouth and what I'm eating could change the outcome of how my DNA expresses itself? I said, Yeah. She's like, Whoa, mind blown four bucks for this protein bar, four bucks for the protein bar. That's amazing. This is the best, you know, this is the highest amount. So then she asked me a bunch of other questions cause she was giving her MBA. And so, and she just always asked really good questions. And she, so then she said, well, I think you need to do something with this. Little did I know behind the scenes, she's asking her professors all these questions. And then a few weeks later says, I think you need to do this incubator. And I, well, what is it? What are we going to do? It's eight weeks. We're gonna do customer interviews and I'm going to help you. I said, okay, uh, yes. You know what? (laughs) And so it was truly, it was just like that. It was one thing that led to another and led to another. And every time I kept saying yes, I didn't say no. I didn't know how it was going to work out. I didn't know what was going to be the outcome. I didn't try to plan anything. I just kept saying yes, crossing my fingers and taking the next step.
0: Mm, What a powerful story, Startup Nation. And I really just want to echo what Dr. Erica said, because this is what we preach on this show. I bring on these powerful guests. They're all saying the same thing, just with a different perspective. And what they're saying is, when you come up with that great idea, and, and, and why you came up with it is different, right? So for Dr. Erica, it was out of necessity for her dad, someone she loved. She saw a problem. She wanted to fix it, right? This mm-hmm. is a very common journey for most entrepreneurs. They see a problem. It's someone they care about. And they say, I'm going to go create a solution for that. So they yeah. do. But then here's what she did right. And this may be what you're missing, Startup Nation. What she did right is she went and tested the market. She didn't say, "Hey, I hope this is a good idea, and let me just go out there now and invest all my money into this idea into, you know, a business strategy and a business plan and marketing and get my fancy Vista print business cards done up <laughs> and my brochures, and let me get a table somewhere and start going to networking groups and all that." Now she may have done all that, but she did something before that, And she went and validated the product. She went and tested it and asked people, and this is what you're not doing startup nation, because you don't want to get rejected. True or true. And somehow you think if people reject your idea, they're rejecting you personally. And that is not the case. They're just saying, Hey, it's a terrible bleeping idea and I'm not going to pay for it. Don't you want to know that information before you invest all your money in it? Or they're going to say, I really like this idea, but- have you thought about this? What about this? Maybe you should do this. I would pay for it if you did this and they're going to tell you how to make it a winning formula or they're going to come to you and say, Hey, I think it's really great. Like nine out of 10 things are awesome, but I don't like this. You need to lose it. You need to get rid of that thing or whatever. That would be the only thing that's keeping me from saying yes to you right now and paying you $4 for your protein bar. So Dr. Erica, I just want to really acknowledge you for that. You did what was needed. You validated it. You went out there. You took the chance of getting rejected with your your protein bar. And what you found is that the idea was good. It was liked. And when an idea is good on its own, it creates it gets its own wings. Mm -hmm. And there's there's your friend pulling you. And the idea starts to pull you when it's bigger than you, rather than you having to push this idea you know, uphill or upstream startup nation. And if you feel like you've been pushing this whole time, you're missing something. Dr. Erica is telling you the answer is found with your customer. Dr. Erica, go ahead and uh, anything you want to add to that or challenge or push back on or what do you got?
1: Uh, Two things on that. So even if you have a successful product and you're figuring out what's the next thing you want to do, don't guess, go back to your consumers because we made that mistake actually, once we became a more mature company and we didn't go back and ask our practitioners, is this working? Is this not working? Do you like it? What do you want to change? And we spent a lot of time and money putting together something that they didn't like. And so then we had to take another six months and then more money. And, and you know, so really, ask your practitioners, put together a face, uh, not your practitioners, ask your consumers, put together a Facebook group, give them a cool giveaway to get them in there, listen to them, ask them questions, and be really interested and dive into things that are not working and why it's not working. Because you are creating so many opportunities to improve their pain points, to make their life better. And they are literally feeding you the information that you can create your entire platform, program, offering everything around it. So that is just absolutely invaluable to do. And also when you're first starting, just, you know, and um, maybe your circle of family is small or your family doesn't believe in what you're doing. Ask your friends, ask them to work to see um, say, can I talk to one of your friends? Can you tell me somebody else I can connect with just ask, keep asking and asking. And you'll be amazed at the doors that open to you because people really do want to help.
0: Startup nation. Dr. Erica is just dropping wisdom on the top of your head. She's not even knocking. She's just dropping it on you. Okay. You decide what you want to do with it. But what she's saying is, listen, your consumers or future consumers, customers, they will tell you if you ask them, they will tell you how to sell them. They will tell you, hey, make it this way and I'll pay you for it. So if you want those answers, if that's valuable information to you, and by the way, it is, then what I highly recommend you do is what Dr. Erica is saying, ask and then listen. Many of you, even if you do ask, you then start talking. You ask, they give you an answer, and then you go, yeah, but, yeah, but, Yeah, but did you know this? Yeah, but did you know that? Listen, they don't care about your butt. They don't. They care about their needs, their problems. So stop talking and listen. That is how you're going to make your first 100K this year. Erica, what are your top three tips or strategies? Maybe you covered some of them there, but uh, really summarize them. What are your top three tips or strategies for Startup Nation to make their first $100,000 in 2020?
1: First thing, you've got to get clarity. And clarity, and I am speaking so much here from personal experience. When you start getting into the startup world, the, the amount of ideas and thoughts that you have in the directions you can go is mind-blowing. Those truly the sky's the limit. It's up to you to actually take the time and you need to take the time. I cannot stress that enough. Like sit your butt down in a seat get quiet for an hour and just write down what you want to do. What is that ideal business look like? What does that ideal life look like? And, and write it down because if you don't, you will, um you'll be, you'll become a whirling dervish because people are going to come up to you and say, Hey, what about this? You're like, ah, oh, awesome. What about this? Great. But because you haven't gotten clear, you're going to zigzag all over that road. So Get clear so you can say yes to the right things and no to everything else. Hard all right. to do. What's your number
0: two? What's your, it's so hard to do and it's what we all don't do and that's why we all spin our wheels and we go from one idea or one business to the next because we end up giving up because we're frustrated because we kept collecting ideas from everybody out there instead of just getting clear on our one thing. Listen yeah. to Dr. Erica. What's your number two?
1: Creativity. So a lot of us aren't creative. Um, Talk to kids, ask them for ideas, talk to uh, people who are into Instagram or digital marketing and say, how could I do this better? Find an intern, find a teenager who is super excited and creative and they will do that creativity for you so you don't need to do it because you need to stand out, you need to be different. But if that's not your skill set, find someone who can help you be creative.
0: I like that one a lot. And that's very overlooked. So listen, Startup Nation, you may say, hey, I'm left brain analytical. I'm not creative at all. Great. There's plenty of right brains out there. Those are the people that annoy you. You remember them? <laughs> Go ask them to help you. They'll love you for it. All right. And, and I also like that Dr. Erica is saying, uh, ask the young people, ask yeah. the millennials, because they know what's relevant in today's marketplace.
1: Ask your children too. Tell them your your idea and see if if they understand it. Because if your children can't understand it, your idea is too sophisticated and too difficult and you will not tap the big market that you can reach.
0: I love that. If your kids can't understand your idea, Startup Nation, it's too complex. Yeah. It is. You got to get clear. All right, what's your number three?
1: The freedom to pivot. So you may have a great idea and you have tested it and everything's looking great but you, the oppor- when you really dig into it, that particular opportunity or that target audience market is too small. It's not yours. So give yourself the grace to say, it's okay. We're going to pivot. We may come back to it. You'll still retain a lot of the same elements, but just have that grace and compassion for yourself and, and that it's okay to do.
0: Love it. All right you know, I just kind of like rephrased your quote here, right? If your kids can't understand your marketing message, neither will anyone else. Like that's really what it comes down to. So all your marketing on your website, your seven-year-old should be able to read this and go, mommy, I'd love what you do. You, so you do this and you're going to be like, oh,
1: yes, I do that.
0: And it's going to be awesome. All right. Because
1: your investors also need to understand it.
0: Okay. Speak to that, right? Because you've raised some money for your business. And a lot of entrepreneurs are looking to raise money and they don't have a clue how to do it. You've done it successfully. I won't mention the amount, but you've done eight figure raises. Like, how are you doing this? What's, what do you want to give to Startup Nation there?
1: People love connecting and the story. And they, they like the idea of being a part of something that's bigger than themselves. Now, this isn't everybody. VCs can be different because, you know, so just, For that initial startup money, there's a lot of people who just want to feel like they are helping a greater good and that they are going to give you the money to be that vehicle to get you there, but they need to connect with you. They need to resonate with you and they need to understand what you're doing so that they can, they buy into your mission and vision.
0: Mm. Now, if you don't mind going here, I want to go here and it's my show. So I can. All right. (laughs) So let me ask you this, Erica because I know you on a a professional level, but in my other business as well. Right. And I know a lot about you now. And one of the things you did, you did a a really awkward type of um, action recently with an investor. It wasn't an ordinary action. Are you willing to share that with us and the benefit or outcome of that action you took?
1: Sure. So we recently received an offer from an investor, um, where it was exactly the amount that we wanted for the investment uh, to really help us out for this year, but it came with really difficult terms. And it, it caused some angst because we just you kind of felt like we were over a barrel, so to speak but he gave us the opportunity that I wanted. And the opportunity that I wanted was to really drive the business forward and demonstrate that we can really do it and get that teeth and and that true traction that I know we can get. And it was, it was a hard one. And so in my coaching with Joseph, he suggested that I pick up the phone and call the investor and thank him for what he is doing and the opportunity that he is providing to us. And I did. And the amount of gratitude that I received from him was incredible. And it really was a wonderful opportunity for me to truly acknowledge what he is doing, the risk he's taking, and what I am going to do in return to uh, repay that gift and that opportunity. And I felt incredible afterwards. I think we Mm. both did actually.
0: Thank you for sharing that. And Startup Nation, I, you know, by no means am I taking credit for that. Right? That was just an idea. And I really just saw it was already on Erica's heart. I just articulated it. right? And then she went and took the action because her heart wanted to anyway. And she's like, you know what? This guy has really just been a stand for us winning in our business. And he gave me a great, amazing opportunity for our whole team. And I'm going to prove him right. And, and she went and took that action. And could you imagine if you're on the other side of that phone call and you're an investor and you just invested into a company like yours and you get that call from that startup uh, entrepreneur CEO saying, hey, listen, I just want to call and acknowledge you and just say, thank you for giving us a chance and thank you for believing in what we're doing. And I'm going to prove you right. I'm going to make this happen. And I just wanted to say, you know, I really appreciate you. Thanks so much. Could you imagine getting that call, Startup Nation? How would you feel? Wouldn't you want to like, if you had a whole portfolio of companies and that one entrepreneur called you, who are you most likely just going to have a deeper relationship with, go to bat for, um, really help out with, or be more flexible on your terms with down the road? I mean, it's right there. Never forget the human touch. Never forget the human touch. Everyone is a human. Everyone wants to be liked and feel accepted and loved. Investors are no different. Neither are your clients for that matter. What did you want to add, Erica?
1: I think uh, we take people's money and say, okay, we're going to do the best we can. But we have removed that humanistic element and that connection. And really after that experience, it really made me rethink how I need to interact with investors. Hmm.
0: I love it. Erica, you've really shown up powerfully on the show. So, again, we're speaking with Dr. Erica Gray. You can find her at toolboxgenomics.com. Toolboxgenomics.com. She's a powerhouse. She's a, a seasoned investor, uh, a, raise, a fundraiser, right? Seasoned fundraiser. Um, she's a seasoned business owner and she's building a very successful brand here. So, Erica, I'm going to ask you this because I asked all my clients this, um, and the audience loves context. Approximately how much gross revenue did your business do in the past 12 months?
1: Uh, The past 12 months, I believe it was about 200,000.
0: All right, 200,000. And what are you tracking for this year? What's the goal? Because you just did this big raise, so that's going to really make you show up bigger, isn't it?
1: Yes, it is. So, we're, yeah, so it's a million.
0: So you're going to cross a million.
1: We're going to cross a million.
0: What's, what's the, the, the date you want to put on that?
1: Oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. November 1st
0: of, 20... of this year,
1: 2020.
0: Okay, guys. Listen, Startup Nation, that's real. And I know Dr. Erica. She's going to make it happen. She's going to take her company from 200 k to over a million dollars in the next eight, nine months, 10 months perhaps don't you want to do that for yourself? Then listen to her, go to her website, find her, connect with her. She's a rock star. All right. Uh, Dr. Erica, welcome to my favorite part of the show. Welcome to the hustle round. This is where I'm going to ask you 10 quick fire questions. You'll have about three seconds to answer each. It's just for fun. Don't overthink it. Are you ready? Yes. All right. What's your favorite thing about being an entrepreneur?
1: The freedom and flexibility.
0: Cool. What's your least favorite thing?
1: The mundane things that you just have to do and they build up.
0: Mm, Yeah, they stack. Your to-do list stacks. What are you most afraid of? Failing. Mm, That's real. What did you spend way too much time doing your first year in this business? Pivoting. Pivoting. You can over pivot, Startup Nation. Just, Just make a decision and choose it and try it. What secret fear do you have about people?
1: They're always judging me.
0: Mm, That's real. What do you wish you had learned sooner in business?
1: You will, you're going to grow no matter what. So just you taking that step forward, you're already becoming a better business person.
0: Love it. What is a new habit you want to form?
1: Uh, consistency.
0: Got it. And what's a bad habit you, habit you want to break?
1: Procrastination.
0: Yeah. They kind of go together. Pick three words to describe who you are now.
1: Uh, Calm, powerful, and present.
0: Whoa. Pick three words to describe who you are your first year in this business.
1: Frantic, procrastinating, scattered.
0: Hmm. That's what I call progress, Startup Nation. (laughs) And last question, Dr. Erica, if you could come back to life after you died, look your family, your friends in the eye. And give them only one piece about life, one piece of advice about life. What would you say to
1: them? Your relationships, your the people you interact with, will be the most sustaining things throughout your entire life. So don't undervalue them and don't throw them away for something that is fleeting.
0: Mm, Amen to that, Startup Nation. What Dr. Eric is saying is, don't ever put chasing the money above your family above your relationship with with God, with your creator, don't do it. It's a disaster recipe. I've done it. I'm an idiot. (laughs) It sucked. You know. Let me spare you from going down that road. Dr. Erica, any final wisdom? What's the one thing you want my listener to know about making their first 100K in the next 12 months?
1: You can absolutely do it. And it is probably going to come from an area that you least expected it. So be open to something that doesn't seem feasible because maybe that's where your hundred K is going to come from and explore it.
0: Absolutely love it. And where can uh, startup nation find out more about you? I know you have a gift for them. What you got.
1: I do. So if you go to toolboxgenomics.com forward slash Dr. Erica, that's D R E R I K A. We are a practitioner based genomic testing company, but if you go there, you get access to our consumer based products. So you can get some more information about your nutrition, about weight loss, about how your brain works, exercise. So you, when you get a better understanding of that blueprint of you, which is your DNA, and it's the little reference guide, it's, it's all the secrets that you want to know, your body's willing to share it with you through your DNA, and you'll get a better idea of how to eat, sleep, exercise, the food to eat. So you can really maximize your time and be a better entrepreneur.
0: Mm. Dr. Erica, thank you for being on your first 100K. And I also just want to acknowledge you for being one of my spiritual coaching clients and taking a risk on me. And I really got to see who you are. And uh, you're a powerful individual. And uh, I'm just honored working with you. Um, First, uh, Startup Nation, you know, if you want to go from frantic to peace-filled, like you're hearing Dr. Erica Look at this before and after already. And we've only been working together for a week or so, two weeks, maybe, Um, you know, and already there's a transformation happening. If you want that in your life, go to josephwarren.net and reach out to me. We'll get on a call together and we'll just explore if we want to work together. Go to josephwarren.net. Dr. Erica, thanks for being on your first 100K. I wish you God's love, peace, and joy in your life.
1: Thank you, Joseph. It was great to be on here.
0: Are you a dad over 40 are you overeating, overdrinking, or failing your family? Brother, if you're overweight, watching porn, or drinking more than once a week, then listen up. If you're struggling in your marriage or finances, you've lost your power as a man. What's even worse is that other men can smell weakness on you. When a man lacks confidence, he stinks of weakness. People could smell it on him a mile away. People and opportunities will avoid him because he's carrying a deadly disease called powerlessness. Remember back when you used to feel invincible? You were in your power when you were unstoppable back when you were the man, but how do you feel now, brother? Are you tired all the time? Unmotivated, stressed, worried about the future. So what the heck changed? What happened to you? I'll tell you, you became undisciplined. You've been slipping for years, haven't you? You eat like crap. You half-ass your workouts. Your health is slipping. Your finances are slipping. Your marriage is slipping. Your parenting is slipping. Your confidence is slipping. A pile of slips leads men to a big fall. How do I know? Because I'm you, brother. You are me. I am you. Brother, you're out of power. I'm in my power. Let me help you get your power back. Apply for our shredded father's brotherhood where husbands, dads, and businessmen over age 40 are getting shredded and staying ripped for life. Go to shreddedfathers.com. Limited spots are available. Brother, your wife and kids are waiting for you to step up and lead them. Brother, wake up, move.